All right, we are back with the 139th edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm really excited for this one. I'm having someone who I've had on before, but last time we spoke, he wasn't in the UFC. Now he's in the UFC, and he already has a win under his belt for the promotion. So without further ado, I'm uh, going to introduce UFC featherweight Kai Kamaka. Hey, man, how you doing? Doing good, buddy. Um, nothing much. Just got done with pro practice, so um, yeah, just... Just recovering. Just got done with dinner, so it's been a it's been a while since we last spoke. We were talking a little bit uh, off air, but before we spoke, or last time we spoke, you weren't in the UFC yet. Now you're in the UFC. You've got a win under your belt. Um, how awesome is it to say you're a UFC fighter? I mean, it's nice. It's nice and all, but that that just tells you that just that just means you got to work even harder, you know. So. I mean, it's cool, but the real work has, is, you know, has just started being called UFC fighter. Yeah, I like that mentality. They say like that it's getting there is hard, but staying there is even harder. So I like mm-hmm. that uh, that mentality of you know what the work's just starting. Um, but last time we spoke, you were about to fight Michael Stack for the LFA. Um, how did it feel when you got that call, and how did that call come about? Like you're fighting on the UFC, short notice. Um, you're saying how did the how did the call for the short notice fight? Yeah, out? yeah. Obviously, it circulated on Instagram and how it went about uh, and your emotions behind it. But um, was there any hesitation to even take it because it was on short notice? Um, not really, not really. Um, I didn't know my opponent for like the first hour and a half that I got the call. Just was like, I mean, cause it doesn't even matter at that point. You're in the UFC, you know. Um, you expect to fight the best guys. Um, but the whole, the whole, that whole summer, everything was like nothing. I mean, you got COVID at first and then, then I was supposed to, I wasn't even supposed to fight Michael Stack. You know, I was a replacement fight for that. My, my plan was to originally just be in Vegas. And then they called me to fight. My manager said, hey, hey since we're going to be in Vegas, why don't we just fight LFA first? And I was like, yep, let's just do that. My plan was to beat Michael Stack. Um, and then wait around for the UFC, and then um, well, yeah, but Michael Stack wasn't even in the picture. LFA wasn't even in the picture. Thankfully, they came, thankfully that opportunity came, and it just, it just, um, you know, it just moved, moved the plan, you know, put it into motion, boosted it, you know. Um, it, but it, there was a lot that played into to me even getting the call. I did my medicals before LFA fight for for Nevada. Um, you know, just just hoping, just just praying, just working, and you know everything everything came to play. Yeah, I mean, obviously it worked out. You got signed, but more importantly, you got a win. How how did it feel to to get a win? But not even just to get the win. It was the way you did it. You know, the the, the fight that you guys had was was one of the best we we saw, uh, and it was a great way to kind of like open things up again to the UFC. It was one of the best performances we had seen since things had been opened up. Um. I don't even think about it. I mean, other than like the emotions, like so high, like I just expected to do that. I expected to put on a show. I expected to go out there and fight for my life. I mean, and that that was it. I mean, I don't even think I don't. I I couldn't even think about it. Um, I mean, I fought that fight was so fast paced and so like um, you know, yeah, so high pace and. You know, my, my adrenaline was going, like I was throwing up, 
in the back after the fight, you know, not because of the, not because of anything other than adrenaline dump, you know, everything kind of settled and I was just like, it wasn't even like big, big throw up. It was just like, like, like my, my body was finally settling and it was just like, my body felt weird, nauseous. And it was just kind of, I mean, you, you get, everybody knows how that feels off of like adrenaline dump, um, especially like any type of competition. And it was just, I don't know, I just can't explain. I mean, I expect to do that every time, you know, and I expected to, to do that again first. Yeah, uh, that leads me to the next one. I mean, obviously you you had that second fight uh, also on short notice um, and it didn't yeah. go your way. Um, I, I know you're not one to make excuses or anything like that, but is that something that you going forward, you, you know, you might consider as well, you know, maybe not taking those short notice fights? Um. Yeah, I would say so. The timing... I mean, I don't take anything from Jonathan Pierce. He beat me that day. That that, that was a, I felt great that week. Um, but it was just like the timing was it it wasn't it wasn't right to even take any fight, win or lose. I mean, I just moved to Vegas seven days prior to getting the call for the UFC to for that fight, and I moved here moved to Vegas without my family. You know, fighting us a place all the while we're we were just a lot going on, a lot of stuff going on back home. That's why I moved. And then, um, yeah, and then, then I, 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 you know, I got, I moved here, got, um, was waiting, trying to find a place. And then what seemed right was taking a fight, you know, to put me at ease. And it did. The only thing that didn't work out is I lost, you know? Um, so, I mean, that's it. I don't regret it because, because, you know, what I learned from that fight is, you know, is going to carry me on for the rest of my life and my career. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point, too, is, uh, you know, it, it could be very different. We could be sitting here and having a different conversation if it played out for you. It didn't go your way. That being said, yeah. last time you had a loss was early on in your career, and your sec your fight after that ended up being another loss. So how have you changed since then, you know, and, and how is your mentality different going into this one, knowing that you're coming off a loss? Um, Honestly, I look at the loss to Jonathan Pierce as my first loss ever just because – the last two times I lost, I was completely winning the fights and I was fighting with a torn shoulder, both shoulders actually. And it was just like, I stupid, like just dumb, young, dumb, like taking fights just cause and thinking I could win them injured. And I thought I did win, honestly. Um, but, um, you know, I just, I, I, I don't even, I can't even judge those fights cause I went in without ha having surgery and, um, and they were like my shoulders were completely torn, but I thought I was too good for my, too good, for my own good to where, um, it's still you know, I mean, my shoulders pe kept popping out during the fight, and I'm just battling doing that, and it's like, so it's hard to judge those fights, you know. It was just it's just me more young and dumb. <laughs> that being said, now you've got a fight on a full training camp, so that's got to feel great. But what's your thoughts on the matchup with T.J. Brown? Um, I mean, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. He, you know, he, he, he comes, he comes to fight and so do I, um, not, I mean, nothing more than that. I don't see TJ Brown as anything. I don't, uh, I don't invest my time into him emotionally. You know, it's good because at the blink of an eye it could be somebody else. You know what I mean? So it's like somebody could get hurt and whatnot. So it's like, he, he's just the, he's just the guy that I got to face that night. And um, but I like it. I mean, he comes to scrap, and so do I. Um, now, now that I got a, I got a new set of coaches. You know, as as coaches, their job is to 
to you know to settle me down so um yeah i mean that's this is just all part of the game um to combine combine ufc fights i have 11 days notice for combined four days for my first fight seven days for my second fight and then this one is just a nice um had a nice 11 12 weeks so i mean whatever i mean i don't know what's what's the math on that but it's, it's you know yeah i mean it it really is crazy that you in your first two ufc fights you only had 11 days notice between the two which is ridiculous that one of the things you just said is kind of you've settled in you're in vegas now full training camp that's got to be a huge weight off your shoulders knowing that you've got you know a home and and, and some stability and, and and things that are are normal um, how has that transition been and, and what's life like now being at extreme full time? Um, I mean, I mean, it feels right at home. I, I have a lot of, I have a, I have a lot of buddies that I already knew. I have a lot of, um, yeah, I have a lot of guys that I already knew and, you know, I have a relationship with already. Um, and then I, I just have a new set of coaches, you know, that's, that's and then they're not trying to change me they're just trying to make me better what i already do um so um i mean it's 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 been a good transition you know as far as the biggest thing as just having a lot of bodies um and then the the resource of the the ufc pi um you know everything's right here i'm maximizing everything with the pi for this camp and you know, this is my first fight to where I actually feel like a UFC fighter and I'm preparing for a UFC fight. I mean, it's hard to say, like, I mean, we cook, we can, we prepare our whole lives for to get in the UFC, but I feel like this is my first, like, UFC fight, UFC camp, you know. Um, I, the, this past summer, there was a lot going on with, boom, getting to the UFC, okay, just gotta perform what you got. Okay, then I tried to, then I tried to move and, and I was moving. They gave me a different date in December, and then just so happened, they, boom, they called me last minute to if I could fight, um, step in for Sean Woodson. Um, you know, but that's just the, that's just the way the, the cards played out. I would have took that fight any, like, regardless. Um, you know, and the only thing that happened is a lot. Because if I won right now, I'd be considered a genius, you know. Um, but right now, this is my first fight that I actually feel like a UFC fighter or because I'm getting for my first, this is my first UFC camp. One of the guys that you've been working with is actually competing this weekend in the biggest fight of his career. What's it been like working with Aljamain Sterling? Um, it's been, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. You know, I'm getting, I get to help, you know, be a helping hand, uh, be a small part in him chasing a world title. But at the same time, it helps me, helps me get real, like world-class work. Um, look, you know, top five contender, look, number one contender, look, um, you know, he's a weight class below me, but it's still, that's still championship level work, you know, and that just, that just reassures me that I'm in the right place if, um, if, if guys like him, you know, would, would, um, would like some help from me. And what's your, what's your prediction for that fight? I mean, obviously I'm sure I know who you're, you're, uh, you're predicting, but how do you think it plays out? um honestly if it's hard to say i mean it's whatever style plays out you know um that's 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 just like stylistically they match up really well you know as as yeah um um aljo's a takedown guy 
and then Piriyan is a boxer wrestler. Rather, Aljo is a wrestler jujitsu guy. So um, it's it's weird if, if if it plays out to one side, we know what type of fight it is. And I mean, I think everybody knows that at this point. So one of the uh, one of the big announcements in the past month has been. PFL is back, and uh, I know you're not a part of PFL, but uh, your cousin Ray Cooper is is obviously going to compete again after a year off. How good does it feel to know that you're going to be able to see him and help him prep for some fights? Um, it's it's good. I mean, we actually fight the same week, so I fight two days after him. So I mean, we're, we're, I'm pretty hyped. He's pretty hyped. You know, we're we're both we talk like every day. We talk for like two hours two hours a day straight at least i mean me and him is tight that's like my best friend so um it, it sucks that i'm not helping him for this camp and he's not he's not going to be here for i don't know I, I i'm not sure if he can be here for my fight but we're trying to get him out here for, for fly him out here for my fight to be in my corner i'm not sure how that's going to work um i mean that's always the plan with you know with him being in my corner but i mean i'm, I'm excited i mean i'm excited to see him back I mean, he belongs. He belongs to the best in the world. I mean, yeah, he he, he hits like a truck. So I mean, <laughs> if you, you hit like a truck, um, you can't you can't budge that. Yeah, I mean, I I spoke to him uh, a while ago, right when the, the pandemic was like at its peak, and mm -hmm. uh, you could tell he was itching at getting back. Uh, you know, after winning the tournament, I'm sure. He's got something to prove again, and and uh, and I've been a, I've been a huge fan of, of his for a long time. So uh, I hope he can be in your corner too, because I think it's uh, it's definitely great to have someone with that kind of uh, level of expertise in there as well. Yeah, I mean, not only as like uh, you know from a fighting standpoint, but as just somebody that you know that that's that, that's my home. You know what I mean? Um, that's my guy. So I mean, as far as comfort, knowing somebody that can who's gonna back me up. Um, to the better end and you know knowing no know, he knows how far I can go um that's, that's just that's where I'm at with you know with him in my corner so I I want to ask a couple of like uh, more personal questions with everything that's going on in, in Hawaii with with COVID how has it been being able to like get back and, and speak to family and whatnot and, and what's the sort of situation going on over there um I think they're starting to open up a little bit more um you know with the with everything changing with the 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 um within the seats of the state, so I mean, with a new mayor, uh, I think everything is starting to change a bit. Um, but I mean, being in contact with my family and stuff is really easy. But it's part of the reason why, I mean, you just part of the reason why I move. You, know, you just don't know how the world is gonna be. Um, that's why I moved to Vegas, close close to my my employer close to you know gyms that are that are going 100 percent um so i mean it's just that's what that's why i made the move and I, I would i would have loved to be home with my with my team and stuff um but i think it's good as far as the the place that i'm at you know to kind of open open my horizon and um you know eventually bring it back home yeah, Vegas seems to be the hub for Hawaiian fighters too, right? Like Brad Tavares, Ty Guerter, you. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Hawaiians even just there at Extreme Couture. So it really does seem to be like Hawaii 2.0 there in Vegas. Yeah, I mean it is because 
it's not far from home. You know, it's it's five hours on on a plane. The food is not far from Hawaii. Um, and it's just a lot of us here. You know, they call it the ninth island. There's a lot of guys that Hawaiians like to gamble. So I mean, it's easy to make home, especially when there's a lot of us here. All right. Well, I'll, we'll end on this. Um, is there any sponsors or anyone you'd like to thank before we uh, before we end it? Um, yeah, I'd just like to thank uh, one of my guys, Corey Correa, um, and then um, my guys at Ruka. Um, those, those are those are pretty much my yeah, pretty much my main sponsors. Uh, I would like to thank them for being a big part of my camps and part of my career. And then uh, um, just my team, my team, Boston Salmon, Dan Ige. Um, Jeremy Kennedy, those, those are a lot of the guys that I work with. Um, they, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this next fight. You know, it's my first fight that I'm actually preparing for for the UFC. Um, first actual camp, so I mean, I can't wait. I don't think nobody's gonna be cheated this time. <laughs> All right, man, I uh, I can't wait for I can't wait for it. Um, and hopefully it stays intact. I know with everything going on in terms of. It seems like every fight is kind of falling apart in some way. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it stays intact, and hopefully this is the fight you get. I like the matchup, and I can't wait to see you back out there. Thank you, buddy. All right, man, stay safe. Thank you. All right, there you have it, UFC featherweight Kai Kamaka. Uh, I've had him on before. I've been a fan of his for a long time, even before his time in the UFC. And uh, be sure to tune in on May 1st. He fights TJ Brown. Um, yeah, so we'll see you guys next time. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe.